wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is a program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australia Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you today. If you like to make a comment or have your questions answered, please text us. You can send us a text message to 04888 I'll say again the number. It's 04888 Our theme for the week is how reasonable is a biblical worldview. And we have some questions which uh, we already asked during the week. What is a biblical worldview? Does the Christian church have a biblical worldview? I thought that was a very, very good question and very foundational, particularly when you talk about Christian. Then uh, we ask a question, how did we get the Bible? I mean, many people will say, oh, well, they, somebody just put together some books together there and they call it the Bible. Um, but is there any other evidence uh, in regard to the Bible? And then we ask a question, can the Bible be trusted? And uh, what the archaeology says about uh, this aspect and thank God for that because in these days we have a lots of uh, information and proof uh, for that even from people who may not like to accept that Bible it's the word of God and but uh, archaeology proves that then we ask can the Bible be trusted what did Jesus say uh, and the apostles also I mean Right, uh, there is the Bible and we accept that, uh, that's the word of God, but uh, can be trusted. I mean, what other people says about that and how important it is to find, um, how you say that in the, um, in the English words, like from the horse mouth, you know, like uh, some information, you know. When Jesus says something uh, about the Bible, I think it's important to, uh, to take notice and pay attention. But today we are going to talk a bit more about is the biblical worldview still relevant in the early third millennium? And uh, we talk quite a bit about the worldview uh, during the the week. And um, I listen myself to some of the programs with our friends uh, uh, running the programs. And I was actually, I'm not sure um, about you, my dear friend, listening today, but uh, I would like to hear from you today. If you have a worldview or a biblical worldview, you know, what's that? Uh, maybe you share with us and don't hesitate to send a text message. Be part of this program as we are um, uh, opening up for this hour and stay with us please for this uh, hour. The number is 04 uh, don't hesitate to write us a message. But even before we're moving uh, forward into this to give you more details, I would like to say hello to our uh, good friend and co-host here, Tracy Papandreou. Hi, Nick, and uh, Happy New Year, although we're already in February by now. Uh, happy Happy New Year. I'm still saying Happy New Year to, um, to people as yep. I 
connect with them the first time, you know, and when I um, think that we are already in February, I add that. I'll say, Happy New Year after a month, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. hey, uh, while you're saying that, um, I mean, our listeners, I mean, particularly uh, those um, uh, very committed, you know, to listen to our broadcast, I, I think they realized that we had some uh, replays. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we were away for uh, a few weeks. Um, but we, it's good to be back here, live in the studio and... Um, uh, Yes. And you get out of practice a little bit, didn't you? I noticed you were having a little bit of trouble remembering the phone number. That's and I true. thought he's had too good a break. He's had too good a break. But we've got to get you back in, get the get the whip going and, and get back you know, into the, the saddle. The practice is the mother of learning, you know. Yes, practice makes perfect. <laughs> yeah. And but hey, um it's good. It's good to be back. It's good to um, be able to open the Bible again and to uh, allow the Bible to speak for itself. Um, and we are here to ask questions to, you know, to guide uh, when it's possible. Um, and I'm inviting, that's what I'm inviting always, um, our listener to be part of this uh, program and engage with us. And my dear friend listening today, you may just say, um, you know, Hello. You may just say, you know, I'm listening from such and such place. And, and by the way, that's, this is a very risky thing, which I may want to, I may do now. But, um, just to test, I mean, how many people are uh, listening right now to us, you may just send a message and may just say, I, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you it's nice, actually, isn't it? To give us a, a little bit of, um, uh, a face, if you like, to mm. to listeners. Otherwise, you know, yes, theoretically we know that there are people yeah. listening, but we're kind of sitting here and it's lovely when the messages come through and, you know, we're able to, you know, get that human side of it yeah. somewhat. From and, and I know that that needs to be those uh, courageous ones, you know, which they uh, ask a question or make a comment and all those things. I know we have many, many listeners uh, and m- most of them uh, are also commuters, you know, they're traveling, they are, uh, um, you know, and that's that's how radio, it's a good thing because uh, you can do all your other things and still listening, you know, you yes. may be on the field, on, in the tractor uh, uh, or who knows what, put the headphones on and uh, yeah, you can still listen to us and uh, please, uh, my dear friend, tell uh, your friends about Faith FM mm. uh, everywhere you you go because we're enjoying uh, your questions, your uh, input uh, and yeah, let us know. As I said, let us know if you listen to Faith FM right now, uh, you may just put a thumb up, you know, and uh, um, yeah, let, let us know how that um goes with you and, and you and may you may have a message to send us uh, over the period you know the holiday period and maybe something exciting to share with us why not to do that mm, yes no, I was just going to say and, and just as you know standards kind of change as as we go through you know year by year uh, that's one thing you can be sure of with our station you know we will hold to our standards um, it's important for us what we're um, uh the information that we're transmitting to you. Mm. Uh, you know, I know uh, people talk about when they're listening to commercial radio that, oh, sometimes they have to be careful because if the kids are in the car, then, you know, maybe one of the presenters will kind of begin um, bringing in things that, mm. that you don't necessarily want your children to to hear about, you know, but, but we're certainly very aware of... Um, 
you know, the the need to make this, a, you know, a, 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 a spiritually enriching um, time for yeah. our listeners. Yes, and, uh, you know, if we have something to share, which we don't go into that sort of uh, MR uh, things, you know, um, uh, topic subjects that deep, but we may mention uh, certain things and uh, we'll, uh, we'll let you know. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll give you the heads up, you know, uh, just before we, we are doing that. Yes. Um, and Tracy, I haven't uh, even asked you how was your uh, break and uh, what have you done? And uh, um, yeah, you are fresh back here. And yeah, um, I had a few weeks off from work from my main job as well, which was nice. But you know, uh, I almost came back to work to actually have a break from the work at home because uh, you know there's there was uh, lots of. Lots of things to do, and um, as listeners who who have been listening for a, a, a little while may have heard my story, I'm um, renovating a house, mm. so there's always things to to do with with that. I was uh, we were talking about things before we started on air that I sometimes think about the thing that I would love to just call in the 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 designers and everything mm. and just get it all done, but I'm trying to do it for. You know, a reasonable cost. So, um, so, so, yeah, patience is what's being built in me as part of this. (laughs) That's very good. That's very good. Well, look, uh, I uh, myself, um, because you asked the same question, you Mm. know, and uh, I just realized that I was quite busy, you know, uh, not much um, time. I mean, I took it a bit easy, a few days like that, but um, I was pretty much rolling, you know, that's pretty much the same. Uh, I think when you take a break, it's important to uh, go away somewhere if it's possible. Uh, I'm looking forward for something like that. If I can this year, uh, we're planning to go to Europe, you know, for quite a while, uh, but it didn't happen. And if, if that to that will be the case this year. Well, I'm looking forward for that too. But you were telling me about your bees and collecting honey and all of this kind of thing, you know. So you obviously had some nice opportunities to kind of, you know, get out and get get your hands dirty yes, and, yes. and get back to, you know, um, all of those things that kind of make us connect with Mm. With our roots, yeah. and, and, and as much as I enjoy, you know, it's it's a pleasure to work with bees, actually. But they are very busy this year, which uh, puts you in uh, on the line, you know, and uh, give you a bit more than you can handle, maybe sometime. And uh, that was one of the You're things. You're like, guys, uh, guys, thanks, <laughs> but you know, can you can you uh, push it back a little oh, bit? Oh well, look, I can tell you, last year was a terrible year, uh, but this year was really good, actually. Okay. The bees are very very busy. And um, I could not cope with them, you know. By the time I got something from some of them, I had to start from the other end, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. Um. But look, uh, again, my dear friend, uh, listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A uh, today, we'll love to have you a part of this uh, program. We're still uh, uh, waiting for your, you know, to be courageous and uh, send, send us a text message. The number again is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Have that the number um, uh, written down and safe there because we'll come with the offer uh, for today just a little bit uh, later. But I would like to um, now uh, come back to the topics which um, I mentioned just a bit earlier, uh, Tracy, because when uh, we talk about uh, uh, biblical worldview, 
and I, uh, I alluded to that a bit earlier that I was listening to the, some of the programs and mentioning that, yeah, we may all have different worldview of certain things. For example, I may have a worldview of, uh, about, you know, science. You may have a different worldview. Uh, I may have a worldview about, um, um, whatever, uh, other aspect of life. But when you talk about biblical worldview, or you may have a different worldview about religion, but when you talk about Christian worldview or biblical worldview from a Christian point of view, do you reckon that we can have different worldviews? Oh, absolutely. I actually, to aid my comprehension of this subject, I substitute the word worldview with filters. Mm. Because I think your worldview uh, basically is um, another way of saying what filters do you put put on? What lens do you look at your life and the world around you mm. through? Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, very much so. Um, for example, uh, you and I are believers. We are biblical believers, so we have a biblical worldview. We 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 observe our our world as it is today with the filter or the lens of mm. what the Bible tells us. Whereas somebody who thinks that the Bible is a load of rubbish, they're going. They're not going to. Uh, even that's not going to come in at all. You know, somebody who believes in evolution Mm -hmm. is going to be looking at everything that they observe, everything they experience, everything around them through this lens of evolution. So, yeah, it's it's absolutely possible to have different worldviews and that uh, is why we can look at – we can have people who look at exactly the same thing or experience exactly the same thing and come out with different interpretations of it. That's a very interesting thing, what you said, uh, Tracy, because yes, you're right, when you encounter and come across people who may not even regard the Bible as uh, the Word of God, for example. Um, but when a Christian, which profess to, uh, to believe in God, follow the Bible, can Christians have, at the same time, different worldview about the biblical worldview, a different biblical worldview. Because this is where uh, we started to uh, to raise some question in my mind, because as I, I believe uh, the Word of God, it's one and the same. You know, we may have different interpretation of the Word of God, but the Word of God is the same. Or God is the same yesterday, uh, today, and forever, tomorrow, forever. Then we need to identify the correct, if you like, uh, biblical worldview. Is that uh, not what uh, uh, what we need to do? Because I agree with what you're saying. We can have different uh, approach, different view, but w- where that leads us? Well, I I would say that you can have... Christians who um, have a different worldview because they don't necessarily um, they don't necessarily understand follow, the, or follow a, and yeah. understand the Bible. But is that the correct the, biblical worldview? Well, a biblical worldview is somebody who uh, sees their world and experiences their world 
based on what they understand in the Bible, mm. where somebody else who declares themselves a Christian may not have a biblical world view. Now, I would, as, as a believing Christian who believes that it's fundamental to follow the Bible and that that's our standard, I would then question and say to that person, well, I think you're actually missing something as a mm, Christian mm. if if you're not looking at the Bible, which Jesus himself, when people questioned him about, you know, what was correct, he then referred them back to the scriptures, which were the Old Testament in that point in time. So Jesus himself was saying to people, you need to rely on these words that are written. So anyone who declares themselves to be a Christian, which is a Jesus follower, Mm -hmm. a Jesus Christ follower, I would think would want to be following the things that Christ told us to follow. And Christ directed people to follow and to understand and to take time to know the scriptures. And this is where it comes interesting, you know, because, yeah. uh, and my dear friend listening today, you may, you know, we're running already in a, in a, some opening uh, big question here. Uh, you may have um, a biblical worldview uh, you may like to share with us. Don't uh, don't hesitate to write a message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one because today you know we are talking about how reasonable is a biblical worldview and um, uh, is the biblical worldview still relevant in the early third millennium you know we live in a post biblical uh, uh, time you know and uh, uh, many people will have things or post Christians yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, but you know. The worldview about, as I mentioned before, maybe science and other things can change easily because the science can uh, say one thing and then later on discover some more thing and say another thing. But is that the same with the word of God, with the Bible? Is the word of God, the Bible, which changes from time to time uh, and then we can have different uh, biblical worldview uh, now than uh, uh, many years back or uh, in the future? You know what I mean? The, I think this is very important uh, aspect to look at. And we, we may like to talk about uh, uh, how important it is to have a standard and understanding, you know, about that because society is changing. Indeed, we cannot uh, argue that um, over time. Uh, what was wrong in the past um, may not be wrong now, you know, uh, in, in society or, uh, you know. Well, as far as society. Society, as, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the, the norms and, and uh, you know, you've only got to think about if you look at, you know, general commercial television, what was a scandal years ago or you know, wouldn't even be thought of as shown on TV, is regularly shown on TV, mm. some of it even in uh, viewing time for children and adolescents. Um, so our society has changed its ideas on what's okay and what's not okay mm-hmm. uh, considerably, let's just say since the 50s, mm-hmm. right, considerably. And I would say... As time is going on, we are exponentially um, increasing more and more rapidly taking on board things as normal Mm -hmm. that years ago we just would have gone, no, sorry, that's that's not okay, you know. Um, So uh, I I say that um, 
the Bible is more relevant than ever mm. now mm. because there is so much confusion in this world right now, Nick. Um, you know, people are confused about, you know, the whole climate change issue. Mm. People are confused. You know, there's never been so much gender confusion out there um, as there is now. People are confused about many, many, many different things. And I find it disappointing personally when um, I hear, you know, certain religious groups um, almost, um, can I say, diluting the word of God in order, it would seem, in order to be more popular and to be more accepted by society. Right. We want to, we want people to feel welcome, so therefore we'll drop our standards. We always want people to feel uh, welcome, Nick, in our churches, mm. but that doesn't mean that we are to drop our standards. You know, a, a church is an institution of people who are on a journey, mm. you know, asking God for forgiveness and the Holy Spirit to transform them. So in no way are churchgoers perfect. But if a person is really um, honest with the Word of God, they understand what the standard is and they are asking God to bring them up higher I think rather yeah. than... The church saying, "Well, you know, nobody can get to that stage, so mm. we'll just we'll just drop the standards, mm. and so everybody feels like they can come on in." Yeah, I think you you touch on a very important point, and this can be sensitive from uh, different uh, angles mm. because um, the temptation is there, particularly with church, to. Um, and it, it, it will even be used in these words, maybe, let's be relevant, you know, for today. Uh, I mean, let's, uh, okay, what's the movement today? Are we in a hippie time? Are we in a whatever? Or even some things which are very clear, fundamental uh, in the Bible, but just because popular. society now, and it's popular now, are we going to to utter it uh, down uh, just to to be friendly mm. and people will use I heard that that people will even use examples like that Jesus ate and drink with the sinners for example um and the word gets misquoted. Yes. Extremely. I, I actually sent a text into a commercial radio station when one of the presenters, he was interviewing a prostitute, mm-hmm. right? And they were talking about legislative changes that they were after. And he was very much supportive of her. And he said, well, you know, after all, you know, um, Jesus said to to the woman um, caught in adultery, you know, I don't condemn you, nobody condemns you. And I said, if you're going to quote the word, please quote it correctly. He said, I don't condemn you, but go and do not sin, sin no more. You know, he, it, there isn't, Jesus never gave carte blanche, sin's okay. Mm, mm. He gives us the opportunity for forgiveness, um, but there's always a standard that that he gently and lovingly 
through the work of the Holy Spirit, seeks to draw us back, to seeks us, seeks to help us see the reality yeah. of where we are at and where the standard is at. Yeah. And and the Holy Spirit invites us to collaborate with him to come up higher. And we took that example, and as you mentioned, that, um, uh, you know, uh, story, I mean, adultery and and things like that, go and sin no more. I mean, Jesus, would would he say that, looking at the Word of God, the Bible, because he was always quoting, uh, even though he said, where are your accusers? accusers? Yeah. They're not accusing you anymore. I don't accuse you anymore, uh, too, but go sin no more. Mm. Uh, God could have said, um, Jesus could have said, you know what? Ridiculous. All of those people who accuse you, they're all uh, sinners. You know, they commit the same sin. Uh, why they are coming? Jesus was not saying anything like that. No. Jesus was not saying that what she did was not wrong. No. But encouraged her to get up, to leave behind that life. And come up higher. And come higher. Through, through come higher. His, with his help. And yes. that's the thing. Jesus came down, if you like, not in compromise, as we just said before, to be able to lift us up. Yes. This is, this is a beautiful thing. David Lima just came in the studio with us. Uh, it's good to have you with us, David. Well, great to be here, Nick and Tracy, and uh, fantastic to be in touch with all of the listeners once again. And we're saying Happy New Year to you too, you know, even though it's after a month. Uh, But it's good to have you with us, uh, David. I will come to you just in a second, uh, David, because I like to hear a bit from you um, under this segment, uh, World Watch. And then we'll move on a bit further to discuss with you, Tracy, about um, uh, what is truth. My truth, your truth, we're going to look into that a little bit uh, more. Uh, just a little plug uh, right now, and I will uh, come back to, uh, to David. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we are very thankful to the Adventist World Radio for their support. They do uh, wonderful work also all around the world. And we are blessed to have uh, partnership with the Adventist World Radio. Today, David, uh, as you probably um, uh, picked it up from us, we are talking about uh, uh, how reasonable is a biblical worldview. And our question is, um, is the biblical worldview still relevant in the early third millennium? But before we are going to continue into this discussion a little bit more, and I'm appealing to our friends listening today uh, to be in touch with us. To, let's let's. I'll invite you to be part of this program because this is an important topic. You know, uh, we can talk about the Bible over and over and over again, but we need to put uh, in place few um, things, you know, to to clarify. I mean, are we just talking about here yeah, fairy tales or are we talking just uh, our old view or uh, uh, the Bible? It's something which we can really look up to and uh, and be changed, be guided. David. What is in the, what's in the pipeline? Well, we have just had the Australia Day long weekend, and if ever we needed the grace of God, it was on that weekend because we had, on the one hand, people taking their angle grinder to the statue of Captain mm. Cook illegally overnight. They graffitied the plinth. Uh, so that's the hard, we might call that the hard left, and then we've got the hard right. We had a mob of neo-Nazis who were on the train in Sydney that the police had to break up. And in between, we've got people marching 
and we've got probably the multitude of Australians who are enjoying the day and having barbecues, citizenship ceremonies, going to the beach, that sort of thing. So a day of great disunity, and we really need the grace of God to overcome this in our culture. We we have become a very divided nation, I'm mm. sorry to say. Mm. Australia Day used to be regarded as the national day and really a day of unity, and it's become a day of great disunity. It's mainly because we don't know our history and our history, of course, includes the coming of the Christian message to this nation, which has, has has been applied imperfectly because human beings are imperfect, but wonderful, gracious wisdom has been given to this nation. And above all, of course, is the gospel of Jesus, which came with the First Fleet in 1788. And I wonder sometimes uh, some Christians who uh, are a little more libertarian in their philosophy and theology than they should be and wonder if they recognize that simple fact that the gospel of our Lord Jesus came on that date. Mm. Mm. Interesting what you're saying here, uh, Debbie, because I think this, as we talk today about uh, worldviews, and uh, yes, people can have differences, the concern is also when uh, we as Christians uh, believing in the same living God and we have so many differences and we are uh, against each other, I wonder how that can work uh, in the end. Uh, I'm not here to support just a blind, just blindly ecumenism, for example, mm. the unity of religions. Mm. I'm here to um, uplift and to encourage the understanding of the truth yes. of but the Bible. We need to be able to. We need to be able to share our differences with respect for each other, and that, mm. as a general principle, is something that not only our country but many countries have lost the ability yeah. to be able to debate mm. you know, respectfully on topics. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And the scriptures speak about unity between different people, for example, the Jews and the Gentiles, or in the New Testament era there were controversies, some promoting circumcision and the necessity to follow the law of Moses to be saved, yeah. others saying, no, we don't need to rely on the law, available though it may be, we don't need to rely upon it for our salvation, and therefore you should not put your hope in your surgical skills of circumcision and your ability to follow the law of Moses to be saved. So uh, human beings have been raging with controversy for a long time, but the answer is Jesus. And the unity that we need is to be unity around him. He's mm. the only, only true unifying force ever. Mm. I've sometimes thought that uh, if if this nation were ever to face war again, heaven forbid, mm. that there would be a unity, but it would be a temporary one mm. and not a lasting one. So what we need is lasting unity. I don't think those neo-Nazis on the train were particularly interested in unity and reconciliation. <laughs> yes. And I don't think those armed with their angle grinder who toppled the statue of Captain Cook were interested in, in uh, unity and reconciliation either. Mm. So uh, we, we need to stop fighting each other and start to sit down together and seeking God and his wisdom and leading, his Holy Spirit, consulting the scriptures which have given us such wisdom in the past and now we're forsaking scripture and therefore we are finding ourselves yeah. in a big mess. Yeah, and then again the, the question stands, is the biblical worldview still relevant, you know, in this uh, yes. uh, millennium? Um, because many people will put aside some things. I will even say that one, that we 
cutting the branch under our feet many mm. times, mm. you know, and um, yeah, that can cause a lots of a lots of trouble. Is, hey, is yes. that the Romanian um, uh, version of cutting your nose off to spite your face? Absolutely, yeah. yes. I was kind of doing a translation <laughs> yes. in my head, and I, I, was I thinking <laughs> sawing the branch on which we sit. Oh, that's probably uh, the English version. Whose name escapes me just for the moment? Mentioned okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, it's sometimes the temptation is to just uh, translate from the Romanian uh, uh, saying and may not mean much, you know, for somebody well, like an English speaking... I think speaking. we all knew where you were going, but I was just wanting to confirm uh, that good. I was on the it's same good, page. Because there may be people there who will ask what he's talking about. But hey, um, I would like to take a short break here right now, uh, play a song. Before I'm doing that, I would like to bring to the attention of our listener uh, a book which would like to, to give uh, as, as a as a present, you know, today. And that's how to study your Bible. Now, we as Christians, and many even if you are not Christian, you may read the Bible, you know, but um, it's not only about how you read the Bible, you know, I mean, or uh, to read the Bible. It's about to have some tools to understand that. And this is a wonderful uh, um, study uh, book by uh, Peter Grigory. Uh, it's, one, it's one thing to believe, the Bible and accept that is a message from God and that's all fine and good but it's quite another thing to know how to read it to study it and to discover the divine message within it uh, what good it is um, even to own a Bible if uh, one doesn't know how to interpret the message God has uh, for you in his holy pages uh, not much good at all. Yet, does the experience of many Christians, and we are facing uh, maybe uh, more than often uh, these things uh, about the Word of God, you know. But this book will really give you some tools to um, understand and to look at the Bible in a in a very good um, uh, manner. I will encourage you, my dear friend, to send us a text message with a code S A. 200. SA stands for South Australia, 200, and send it to 04888881. And our uh, good friend, uh, the robot, will uh, take you through with some question. Right now, I'm going to um, just play a song, um, Back to the Bible. Please stay with us, don't go anywhere. Let's get back to the Bible. Let's get back to the truth Oh, Let's get back to the Bible Oh, Let's get back to the truth Let's get back to the truth oh, Let's get back to the truth oh, Let's get back to the truth oh, If we walk in light as He is in the light And do our best from day to day to forgive our sins and blessings will all flow our way. He has promised the crown of glory and all that promise I'll say. For if we walk in light as He is in the light, He will forgive this wretched man. Oh, let's get back to the Bible. Oh, let's get back to the truth. Oh, let's get back. Let's get back to 
That was a wonderful song. Uh, let's get back to the Bible. Um, but this is Fate FM, uh, Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita. In the studio with us is Tracy Papandreo and David Delima from Family Voice Australia. Um, David, just before the break, we were uh, talking a bit uh, under this uh, segment, World Watch, and uh, you shared with us how... Uh, yeah, disturbed uh, it could be you know to see during the Australia day some of the events and some mm. uh, some things which were done there uh, now uh, would you like to take us a bit further maybe some other things uh, yes, which you like to share yes indeed now the people on both sides there the neo-nazis on the far right and the angle grinding <laughs> statue topplers on the left I think don't understand history and if they did they would recognize the importance of scripture mm. and its value to enable us to move forward together in unity and I'm thinking especially of the instructions that were given by King George III firstly to Captain Cook and then a few years later to Governor Arthur Philip now King George III is reviled by many people as the mad king well it wasn't his fault that he went mad mm. but he was a very keen Christian man and before he, he went mad he issued enlightened instructions and to Captain Cook he said Endeavor by all proper means to cultivate a friendship and alliance with the indigenous people. To cultivate friendship and alliance. 
showing them every kind of civility and regard. Mm. And then later, the instructions given by King George to Governor Arthur Philip, endeavour by every possible means to open a connection with the natives and to conciliate their affections, enjoining all our subjects to live in amity and kindness with them. So King George was enlightened by the Holy Spirit. He knew his Bible very well. And as a result of the gospel message penetrating Britain at that time, he was able to deliver these very enlightened instructions to Captain Cook and to Governor Arthur Philip, so much so that when Governor Arthur Philip was speared by a hostile warrior, indigenous warrior, he pressed no charge. And exactly a month later, uh, another indigenous leader, in fact, who had arranged the spearing, and it was Benelong, he brought a mob of indigenous people into government house and we had reconciliation. So right then at the early colonial period, we've got a wonderful reconciliation. Uh, Benelong, uh, who arranged the spearing, in fact, as payback because he was kidnapped by the governor. And I don't excuse the kidnapping, but I understand that he needed to do that in order to interact with the indigenous people who were largely disinterested. But uh, exactly a month after the governor was speared and pressed no charge, Benelong led his people peacefully into government house for reconciliation. And Benelong would call the governor my father in the Eora language, and the governor would call Benelong my son. Now, these mm. are un untold stories mm -hmm. of grace, and mm -hmm. grace doesn't grow on a tree. It is gifted from heaven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it doesn't arise spontaneously. It's one through the death and resurrection of Christ. Uh, so we don't need any more spearing. We don't need any more bloodshed. Yes, yes. If we would understand our history, we would see the relevance of Scripture revealing these truths to us, and we'd be less likely to put on the Nazi <laughs> insignia or pick up the angle grinder. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, indeed. Thank you so much, David, for uh, sharing with us. Uh, um, uh, You know, there are people to instigate, always, mm. and to disturb. Mm. Um, but God is uh, in the business of uh, reconciliation. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what we like to talk a little bit more in the, le in the next few minutes left here, Tracy, uh, because we are going to talk about truth. You know, what is truth? I mean, uh, I mean, from my point of view, truth could be this, and from your point of view, it could be that. Um, would you like to take us through a bit of a study about God? who God is, uh, and, and about the truth. Well, truth. Um, truth is truth. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if I have a certain perception of how things are. That doesn't change a certain fact being truth and, and, and correct. You know, and, and that's why we can't have this situation, my truth, your truth. You know, I'll just sit with whatever seems right to me and that's why the bible is so important as our standard because we need to have something to anchor um ourselves on we need to have something which is if you like the um arbiter between my truth your truth we have the truth And, you know, it's true that there are different interpretations uh, of people reading the same scriptures these days, but everyone is on their journey, and I believe that if people are open to the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit will draw them more and more, closer and closer to the truth. Mm. Uh, and, that, and that's why I, I just 
think that as things get crazier, more confusing in society, it's 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 not an indication that we no longer need the the Bible. It's an indication that we really need the Bible because as people become more and more confused and, you know, we have so much that, you know, situations where, you know, good seems bad and bad seems good and good things are are portrayed in a bad light and all of that kind of thing. We more so need the Bible to be that thing which is held up Mm. as this is the truth. And as I was saying to you earlier, Nick, that doesn't mean that we're all perfect. The law is there uh, to to operate as a mirror, to be held for us to hold up alongside ourselves that we can see, wow, that's the standard and I'm, I really do fall short. And to help us to, um, to invite us to come closer to God and ask not only for his forgiveness, but for the gift of his Holy Spirit to help us come up higher, to help us be transformed. So, um, yeah, I think whatever, whatever people, you know, like to say in terms of my truth, your truth, there is a the truth. Right. And that's what we all need to be working towards. And, is that important to personalize that? I mean, uh, when you have a um, relationship with God, mm. uh, is that important? Uh, you, you may like to share maybe a bit of your um, story, a bit of your um, encounter with God, because I cannot take that from you. Mm. You know, f- uh, for you, that is relevant. That's very important. Absolutely. I, I may have different uh, opinion or uh, point of view about certain things about God, but you can testify about your own experience. Is that important for us to have a direct personal well, oh, yeah, encounter with God? We all have to have a real experience with God because, and again, particularly now, where um, society has a tendency to want to dilute um, the power of the Word of God to make it more, how can I say, comfortable mm. for people rather than, you know, it's it's not comfortable to have the Word of God point out to you your sin. And, and that's actually what its purpose is, is to show us our sin so that we remember that we have a need for God and we need to, we need Him to help us come up. Oh, we and can't do it on our own. But my own situation is I always believed in God, but I used to think that the Bible was just a dusty old mm. book which was not relevant for us today. It was only when um, after my younger brother tried to commit suicide and I decided that I needed to understand what this life was really about that quote unquote miraculously I got a flyer in the mail for uh, a course on how to study the Bible Mm. and in doing that I was amazed to find that yeah the context might be a little different but the people in the Bible are exactly the same as us with the same temptations the same difficulties the same character flaws all the same needs of redemption as we have today uh, and and that just completely changed my my view on on the veracity 
of the Bible, the the relevance of the Bible to me. And I was also, you know, just as a side, I was also um, very heartened by the fact in that course there was uh, a lot of information, um, ex-biblical information, um, which talked about the the evidence for the Bible, and um, the, you know that the the that it hadn't been you know changed mm-hmm. and all of this kind of stuff because that's often the thing that people say. Yeah, yeah because yeah. We, we can make the Bible to to fit with uh, us if as we, we want to. As we yeah, like if we it. want to do, yeah. you know, we justify with the Bible in our own hands and justify but, our own. Uh, Acts. But that's, you know, you've got to be honest with yourself. Mm. Am I coming to the Bible to have it confirm my current lifestyle and say, yeah, that's okay, mm-hmm. you can keep doing that? And often people do that knowing deep in their heart that, you know, a certain thing is not correct. Yeah. Um, but really the purpose of the Bible is to come, for it, for you to come to it, Asking God to reveal to you what needs to be changed, and we can't change ourselves. Right. Only God through the through the um, means of the Holy Spirit. Well, share with us a bit that. more about that. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, we can say I'm a good person. Is that good that's, enough to say? Not enough. Because you know, who's who, good by whose standards? By whose mm. standards? You know, uh, and and you know the Bible tells us that our good works are like filthy rags to God, because often even the good things that we do, we do them with a with a motive that is that is not pure. Um, you know, so so the, the standard is so high that on our own we just could not do it. But I think about the fact that you see so many people who perhaps are not born again. But they, you know, they follow God, they love God, but they've not, you know, really found the gift of, of the Word mm. and not been touched by the desire to want to study the Word. And instead what they're doing is they're trying to be a good Christian. And often all that does is lead to frustrated lives mm. because we cannot change ourselves. I always say to people who ask... Concentrate on your relationship with God, your relationship with Jesus, because when you come to love him completely, you will come to love his word completely and to want to spend more and more time in it. You will understand that that is, you know, heavenly wisdom Mm -hmm. to you, the counsel that comes from there, and you will understand that it's only through collaboration with the Holy Spirit Right. That you will be changed. Don't try and change yourself because it just won't work. Absolutely right. Well, look, let's, uh, would you be able to take us through some passages in the Bible just to, um, yeah, to be encouraged in ourselves and maybe our friend listening today, um, that the Word of God, it's relevant. It's relevant and it changes lives, Nick. It's changed my life completely. I imagine it's changed your life completely, David. I imagine it's changed your life completely. But I want to just quickly touch on a couple of Bible characters. Paul, if you read in the scriptures, he had a conversion experience that was amazing. And in Philippians, uh, Philippians one twenty one, he talks about that. He says, for me to live is Christ. And in the Amplified Version, they add, he is my source of joy, my reason to live. And to die is gain. 
And they add, for I will be with him in eternity. You know, he had realized that nothing was important anymore except his relationship with Christ. I think about Mary Magdalene. Seven spirits cast out of her, and she became a loyal follower of Jesus. In Luke 8, 1-2, it says, And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the great tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, that's obviously the twelve apostles, and certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. So her life changed so completely that she completely devoted herself to him and became one Mm. of the, the followers and the wild man possessed by the evil spirits that this was a man living in burial chambers who couldn't couldn't be constrained with chains mark 5 5 tells us day and night he wandered among the burial chambers and in the hills howling and cutting himself with sharp stones he was just like a animal yeah. mark 5 18 to 20 talks of his transma- transformation as jesus was getting into the boat the man who had been demon possessed begged to go with him this is after jesus had cast out the de- the demons from him but jesus said no go home to your family and tell them everything the lord has done for you and how merciful he has been so the man started off to visit the 10 towns of that r- region which is known as decapolis mm-hmm. and began to proclaim the great things jesus has done for him and everyone was amazed about what he told them there is a part in the bible i can't quote it right now i think it's paul i think it's peter who talks about when they were being uh told to be quiet and not talk about uh, about uh, jesus and he said well, we cannot to- we cannot stop talking about this yeah, peter and, and john yes. yeah and um, i truly believe that when you have a full conversion experience when you are baptized by the holy spirit you cannot Stop talking about Jesus. It's a natural thing for you. And the word is one of the tools that helps us to draw closer and closer uh, to to God in our relationship with him and to have those transformation that comes with the Holy Spirit working within us and us collaborating with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, We've often quoted this text, uh, Nick, you and I, but I believe it's so important. 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You want to be the best that you can be? Come to the scriptures because the scripture has the counsel that you need to come up higher. The scripture is the truth. And the scripture is completely relevant, so relevant for us today in the early third millennium. Wonderful. Uh, thank you so much, Tracy, for pointing out those uh, wonderful passages in the Bible. Indeed, uh, uh, the Bible, it's uh, uh, the living word of God to cut, to, uh, you know, to transform. Just before we closing, uh, maybe just um, a 30 seconds uh, take home uh, point uh, david i may come to you uh, here what would you like to encourage us and our listeners well trace has given us a fantastic summary of the need for the individual to study scripture and to understand the things of god to respond in faith we need it also of course for the culture which is my life's long lifelong exploration and point out to the listeners that tomorrow is the anniversary of the first christian sermon preached on Australian soil and the text from Psalm 116 What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me?
Wonderful, wonderful. Thanks for reminding us also that, uh, uh, David. Tracy. I just encourage the listeners, you know, you can stand firm on the word and make it part of your life. If you're, if you're not sure about how to approach the Bible, ring in and get those resources, that resource book that we've got today and pray about it. Uh, just concentrate on your relationship with God and He will draw you closer in. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing today. Uh, it's a wonderful passage in John 14, 27. It says, I'm leaving you with a gift, a peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May God bless you, my dear friend. Join us again next time. We are going to talk about if God is a loving God and all-powerful, why doesn't he fix out this world? Until then, may God richly bless you and have a wonderful walk in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. in my